It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Friday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Friday, April 29th. It is Ozark Day. Yeah. Ozark Day. You're lucky I'm here today. Or maybe you're unlucky. I don't know, whichever way you want to look at it. But Ozark, final half of the final season out on Netflix today. I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Hopefully the wife will be on board. She'll get angry if I watch it without her. That's for sure. So let's be honest. I'm not going to watch it without her. Because when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But it is Ozark Day, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I don't know how many episodes they got left, six, maybe seven, eight. But this is a binge-worthy weekend with uh, Derby coming up next week. Binge-worthy. Ozark out on Netflix today, and they didn't even pay me for that endorsement. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. You can text me on the Thornton's text line. At 502-414-1450. Don't forget Thorns is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. NFL draft last night was a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. A lot more exciting. Because... There was only one quarterback drafted, Kenny Pickett. The Steelers took the pit quarterback in the uh, with the 20th overall pick. Malik Willis not drafted in the first round. Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, none of these other quarterbacks were drafted in the first round. So when quarterbacks are not part of the equation, it feels like this is going to be a boring draft. It was anything but boring. There were nine trades involving first-round picks. There were two trades, two major trades, involving wide receivers named Brown, current players in the NFL. Uh, Lamar Jackson made news last night. He made news this morning. The Arizona Cardinals made news. The Philadelphia Eagles went from an afterthought to the favorites in the NFC East over the Dallas Cowboys last night. So it was wild and woolly. From the first pick to the third pick, Derek Stingley Jr. All right, full disclosure, had a friend of mine tell me, and let's just call him, uh, let's make up a name here. Let's call him Jimmy from New Albany. He said, look, Houston's taking Derek Stingley third. I got a great source. This is him talking. Got a great source telling me Houston's going to take Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, the cornerback, with the third pick. You need to get on it now. Make your bet. He's 7-1, to 8-1, to 9-1, to one, whatever it was. By the time I got to the board, he was 4.5-1, to one, which is still a pretty good price. I didn't bet it. Full disclosure, I didn't bet it. I'm not going to blame Jimmy from New Albany. I had plenty of opportunities between the time he told me that and the number of trips I made to the casino slash betting parlor. 
But interesting pick. Nobody knew what the Texans were going to do. Guess what? Jimmy from New Albany knew. Sauce Gardner, the Cincinnati cornerback, goes fourth to the Jets. The Jets apparently had a great draft. Now, look, we don't know who had a great draft. Remember when Tony Mandrich was drafted? Oh, what a great pick. We don't know. We have no idea who had a great draft. You know who had a great draft in 2018? The Baltimore Ravens. With the 32nd pick, they took Lamar Jackson. Nobody said the Ravens just had a great draft. They just drafted a future MVP. Nobody said that. They said that's a nice pick with the last pick of the first round. He dropped a lot farther than we thought he was going to drop. Nobody said Green Bay had a great draft when they picked Aaron Rodgers, who dropped from a potential number one pick to late in the first round. Everybody said that's a nice pick by the Packers, but there's a reason this guy dropped. No, it was a great draft for the Packers. It was a great draft when the Ravens took Lamar Jackson. But we don't say it at the time. But we do tell you who we think had a great draft. And yesterday, last night, the Jets and the Giants had a great draft. Philadelphia had a great draft. Dallas didn't have a great draft. The uh, Patriots, who reached for Cole Strange, Cole Strange, Chattanooga, University of Chattanooga, formerly University of Tennessee Chattanooga, but they've upgraded. Now they're just the University of Chattanooga. He was projected as high as the 77th pick in the draft. But New England decided... Nope, we're not going to wait. We like him. We're going to take him. And uh, they do. They get Cole Strange with a 29th pick, offensive guard out of Chattanooga. Now everybody's saying New Orleans had a bad draft pick. Everybody's saying Dallas had a bad draft pick. They took Tyler Smith, offensive tackle from Tulsa with the 24th pick. And part of the reason it's considered a bad pick, and the same with New England and Cole Strange, is conventional wisdom is you could have waited. You could have waited a couple rounds or a round or two, got this guy later. Without making any trades, without moving up in the draft, you could have gotten this guy. The Lions are being told they had a great first day of the draft. They get Aiden Hutchinson, a Michigan native, Michigan grad, Defensive end, edge rusher from uh, the U- the university down the road with the second pick. Then they move up to 12. They move from 32 to 12 to take Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams. Everybody thought, you move 32 to 12, you're taking a quarterback. Mel Kuyper Jr. said it. They're taking a quarterback. Nope. They go get a wide receiver who didn't play with a torn ACL in his senior season. Or his final season at Alabama. I'm not sure he was a senior. Might have been a junior. But Jamison Williams was the pick that the Lions took. So they got their edge rusher. They got a wide receiver. Do they go early second round with a quarterback here to kind of back up or maybe replace eventually Jared Goff? We'll see. Does Baker Mayfield get traded today? It feels like he does. 
it just feels like Baker Mayfield is not long, much longer with the Cleveland Browns. So Tampa's got the first pick tonight, followed by the Vikings, the Titans, the Giants. Titans may be looking at a quarterback. Do the Buccaneers try to, to draft Tom Brady's replacement? The Giants did not extend a fifth year onto Daniel Jones' contract. Does that mean they're moving on? They've got the fifth pick in the second round here. Fourth pick, excuse me, in the second round. But the Giants are being talked about highly after day one. They had the fifth pick. They had the seventh pick. They took Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, the defensive end with the fifth pick. They took offensive lineman, offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama with the seventh pick. I said this Tuesday. There are two guys to watch for here. Two guys that are projected late top 10 or maybe 11th, 12th, 13th in the draft. Let's see where they go because the talent is there. The question marks are character, motor, want to. The athleticism is not a question. Derek Stingley Jr. didn't play his his last season at LSU because of injury. He had a great freshman year. He had a great sophomore year. His freshman year was better than his sophomore year. And his junior year, he didn't play. But he impressed at the combine. But he was projected as maybe 10th, 11th, 12th in the draft. Same for Kayvon Thibodeau. A lot of uh, accolades before the season last year. Got hurt, didn't have a great year. But we know the talent is there. He's an electric young man as well. Very uh, outgoing. He's loud. He'll talk. He's got swagger, as the kids today say. He went fifth to the Giants. So these two guys that were projected to go somewhere in the 10 to 13 range went third and fifth because you had all you need is one team. All you need is one team to see you at the combine, even though you were hurt during the season, see where you are physically, talk to you, interview you, have have that kid into the facility to talk to the owner, to talk to the general manager, to have a private workout, go to their pro day. All you need is one team to say, you know what? He's got it. He's got what we need. He's got the stuff that uh, great players are made of. And those two guys, and I said this Tuesday, they have an opportunity to move up because there is no replacement for talent. You can have the best motor in the world. If a guy's got better talent, he's going to get drafted before you. And that goes to the first pick in the draft as well. Trayvon Smith was one of five Georgia defensive players drafted. Five. That's incredible, by the way. The the previous record, by the way, was four for a team to have four players drafted in the first round. USC, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame had done that. Georgia had five yesterday, and they were all defensive players. So the question I asked myself this morning was, are they great individual defensive players, 
or were they a product of a defense that was so talented that they looked better than they actually were because they were in a great defense? We'll find that out in the next several years. But Trayvon Walker got taken by the Jaguars ahead of Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan. Why? Aiden Hutchinson had been considered up until the last four or five days for the draft, the top pick. He was locked in, going to Jacksonville. Now, I give Jacksonville credit. Last year, we knew Jacksonville was taking Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knew Jacksonville was taking Trevor Lawrence. This year, the Jaguars didn't tell you anything. They got a new coach in Doug Peterson, and he and the general manager got together and said, we're not telling anybody anything. We know who we like. We're not telling people. That's not how we're going to play the game this year. They couldn't deny last year they were taking the Clemson quarterback. They couldn't deny it. This year, well, we like this guy. We like this guy. Um, we need. We got a lot of needs at a lot of different positions. Maybe do we need an offensive lineman to help protect Trevor Lawrence, our bonus baby? So nobody really knew which way Jacksonville was going to go. Everybody assumed it was going to be either Walker or Hutchinson. Why do you take Walker? Because talent trumps effort, right? Talent trumps effort. You hear this all the time. He's got a higher ceiling. Well, Aiden Hutchinson has a higher floor. He's the sure thing, right? He's the sure thing. You know the least that you're going to get out of Aiden Hutchinson is a terrific effort and really good talent. But the most that you can get out of Trayvon Walker is better talent than Aiden Hutchinson. They're both defensive ends. Both guys rushed the quarterback. Trayvon Walker was in a great defense. Aiden Hutchinson was in a very good defense at Michigan. But when it comes down to the combine, Trayvon Walker was faster. Trayvon Walker could jump higher. Shuttle drill winner, Trayvon Walker. Interview winner, I don't know the answer to that question. But Jacksonville decided the guy with the higher ceiling that is a bit of a bit of a risk because we don't know how good he is individually based on the fact, and it's not his fault, that he was in a great defense. He was in the middle of a great defense where other guys had to be accounted for, and maybe he got loose sometimes when he didn't get double teamed. Maybe in the NFL or maybe in another college defense that isn't so good, he gets double teamed, and we don't even know the name of Trayvon Walker, even in the first round. But you work them both out, and you say, and you see, that guy's got a higher ceiling. I love the term, higher ceiling. You never hear about a lower floor, but you always hear about a higher ceiling. Aiden Hutchinson was the safe pick. He was the safe pick because you saw what he did when he got double teamed. Trayvon Walker, you couldn't double team him because the rest of that Georgia defense was so good. But Hutchinson? Seems to be a sure thing for the Detroit Lions at number two. He's going to come in. He's going to play right away. He's going to make a difference. The Lions may be the second best team in the NFC North right now. 
It's not the Bears. It's probably not the Vikings. Packers are number one, and only because they have Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, with two draft picks yesterday, he didn't get a wide receiver again. But the Packers are the best team in the division because they have Aaron Rodgers. Detroit, who was close a lot last year, they were close a lot. And you remember, they tied Pittsburgh. They beat a Green Bay team in the last week of the season. Of course, Green Bay didn't care at that point. But the Lions were in a whole lot of games last year and lost. Obviously, they lost. That's why they had the number two pick. They may be the second best team in the NFC North now. I will uh, break down more of this draft. I'll go through the top uh, ten picks, uh, try to figure out where Cincinnati and St. X product Desmond Ritter will go. Is Wandale Robinson of Kentucky, is he worth a draft pick in a in a large draft of wide receivers? There are more wide receivers ready to go and ready to play in the NFL than in previous years. Where does Wandale Robinson fit in? We'll talk uh, about the two big trades. Two major trades in the NFL. Wide receivers named Brown have new homes. Philly uh, eliminates Toronto in the uh, NBA playoffs. Phoenix eliminates New Orleans. Dallas eliminates Utah. So three series finished out last night. We got uh, one game tonight in the NBA. The Reds are now 3-16. and 16. We'll talk about that as well. And a former tennis legend going to do some prison time We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports on this Friday. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Download it today and hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Under $25 around, cart included. Get yours today. Supply is limited. Uh, Bats baseball tonight right here on the Big X. Uh, the Bats take on Columbus. Uh, Louisville's on the road again. The uh, fourth in a six-game series. Bats lost last night 5 nothing. 6-15 first pitch tonight. 5-45 pregame. And then uh, Saturday, we got a 4.05 start. Uh, give yourself a 30-minute uh, earlier <laughs> start for the pregame. And then Sunday, 1.05 first pitch to finish out the series at Columbus. The bats are on the road again next week, Derby Week, as they are in Indianapolis. They won't be back home till Tuesday, May 10th, when the Toledo Mud Hens come to town. You can listen to Nick Curran. With all the action starting tonight, 6-15, first pitch, 5-45 pregame right here on the Big X. Uh, news and notes here. Quick news. Boris Becker, you remember that name from uh, the 90s, maybe early 2000s, terrific German tennis player, number one in the world for quite a while. 
He went to prison yesterday. Apparently, Boris Becker filed bankruptcy a couple of years ago, but he was hiding mil- uh, millions of dollars in assets, uh, millions of pounds, of course, as they say across the, uh, across the pond, in assets. Uh, he was accused of hiding basically tax evasion here. Death, taxes, those are the two sure things. you got to pay your taxes. He is going to prison for two and a half years. That's a sad story because he was a great tennis player and he was a great tennis ambassador for uh, the country of Germany. That's just sad. All right, uh, back to the NFL draft. Top 10, we'll start with uh, number one, Trayvon Walker. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars with the first pick. It's a safe pick. It's a it's a it's not a stretch here. This guy was considered one of the top two guys in the league. And once again, I said this earlier, Jacksonville valued talent, the uh, ceiling of Trayvon Walker over the sure thing Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson goes second to the Detroit Lions, a Michigan native, uh, University of Michigan defensive end. Seems like a perfect fit. I know the Lions are ecstatic about it. Houston – I don't want to say they shocked everybody with the third pick, but nobody knew what the Texans were going to do. The Texans have a bunch of those old New England front office guys, and if you remember, you never knew what what the Patriots and Belichick were going to do in the draft. And Houston has adopted that philosophy. We're not going to tell you who you like, who we like. We're not going to tell you who we don't like. We're not going to tell you we like we don't like somebody that we really do like because that's what most of these GMs do and most of these coaches. They tell you who they like when they really don't like somebody, right? Man, we got the third pick. We really like uh, so-and-so. So all of a sudden, somebody in the five spot that wants that same player will trade up to number two, jump ahead of you, and get them. Houston doesn't play that game. They just don't tell you anything. And uh, they took Derek Stingley Jr., uh, I don't think it's a reach. It's going to be viewed as a reach by a lot of talking heads here today because he was projected a little bit later in the first round. But as far as talent, it's un- it's undeniable. Now, the knee injury, it's an issue. It's always an issue. You don't know. Jamison Williams, uh, who the Lions traded up to number 12 from number 32 to get, torn ACL. You assume in this day and age with modern medicine and modern technology that that knee is going to be put back together stronger than ever. And Jamison Williams, uh, who was probably the best receiver on that Alabama team before he got hurt, he's going to, he is uh, going to, uh, you know, be back to normal and be a great addition to the Detroit Lions. But Derek Stingley Jr., same thing. You just don't know how guys respond to injury. But he impressed at the combine. That was important. He impressed in his pro day. That was critical. And obviously, he impressed in his interview with the Houston Texans. Fourth pick, here's where the Jets said, thank you for taking Derek Stingley Jr. because we wanted Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, out of uh, Cincinnati. And I know you've heard the stories. Sauce Gardner in four years at Cincinnati – and one-on-one never gave up a touchdown in four years. And that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at the cornerback position. The one position where you need to forget the previous play has always been cornerback. 
because you're going to get beat. You're going to get burned. You're going to give up a touchdown. You're going to give up a, a big play here and there. Sauce Gardner never gave up a touchdown at Cincinnati. It's an incredible stat. And I know you're in the AAC, but Cincinnati played some big-time games. And, by the way, the AAC is one of those conferences where you got a few teams that are run and shoot. The old June Jones offense. Memphis did it. Uh, Central Florida did it for a while. You got a lot of those teams, Houston, that just want to chuck it down the field. Sauce Gardner, great pick at number four for the Jets. At least, as I said, we think it's going to be because you never know. Number five, the Giants, they had five and seven with fifth pick. They went ahead and took Kayvon Thibodeau uh, from Oregon. And I said this again Tuesday. He wasn't high on a lot of people's boards here. He was 10th, 11th, 12th. It's all about talent here. And these these first four, four or five picks, they prove it's all about talent. The only sure thing is Aiden Hutchinson at two with the Lions. He's a sure, he is considered a sure thing. Trayvon Walker, this is all you heard, high ceiling. Derek Stingley, great athlete. Ahmad Gardner, great athlete. Kayvon Thibodeau, unbelievable athlete, motor, and uh, great teammate. But the Giants go Thibodeau defensive end. Stuck in between the Giants pick, Carolina Panthers. Now, this one was interesting because this is where you thought maybe a quarterback gets taken. The uh, Carolina Panthers and head coach Matt Rule actually went to Sam Darnold, their quarterback, and said, look, we may take a quarterback. We don't want you to be blindsided. That came out on Wednesday. Now, when you go to your quarterback and say that, that there's a certain assumption that you're going to take a quarterback. Now, maybe they take one today. Maybe they take one tonight. But the, th- the thought process was, and Mel Kuyper was on this as well last night, and Daniel Jeremiah over at the NFL Network, hey, they might take a quarterback. They might go Malik Willis here. They don't. They go Icky Ikonwu. Now, he was tough to pass up. He had a higher grade here. He was graded ahead of Thibodeau, ahead of Stingley, even in some drafts ahead of Hutchinson and Gardner, or excuse me, Walker. The NC State uh, offensive tackle, by the way, first offensive player taken in the draft, the first five were defense, and he'll go to Carolina. Then the Giants go Evan Neal, the Alabama offensive tackle. Some off-the-field issues, but as far as uh, grading out during the season, Without question, top offensive tackle in the game. So the Giants with a nice little uh, little one-two punch there with Thibodeau and Neal. Eighth pick, uh, Atlanta goes with uh, wide receiver Drake London from USC. Now, this is a wide receiver-heavy draft. So to be the first one taken, that says a lot. I know Jamison Williams at least pretended – when he was drafted four picks later, that he was upset that he was not the first wide receiver taken. Okay, I like that. I like that. If you want to use that as a little motivation, if you want to use that as fuel, okay. Grit your teeth. Act like you're upset that you're the 12th pick in the draft. I'm not buying it, but go ahead. Drake London, USC, first wide receiver off the board. He goes eighth to Atlanta. By the way, a big need for Atlanta here, right? Calvin Ridley's out for the season because he bet 40 bucks or 200 bucks on a football parlay while he was not playing and away from the team and 
it's kind of silly in this day and age of gambling. But, you know, it's just like uh, Pete Rose in baseball. Part of the game is perception. And if you're a football player, if you're an NFL football player, I don't care if you're on injured reserve and you're 3,000 miles away, back at home, away from your team, you can't gamble. You can't gamble on the games. It's all about perception. Because the perception is he knows more than the average fan. He's got inside information because he actually plays for the Atlanta Falcons, even though he's on injured reserve. But the Falcons need receivers. They lost uh, one dude to Gage to uh, the Buccaneers. They lose Ridley for the year. They've got a great tight end in Kyle Pitts. Marcus Mariota apparently is going to be the quarterback. They don't have any wide receivers. So they go get Drake London out of USC. Ninth pick, uh, Charles Cross. Mississippi State to the uh, Seahawks. That's uh, a pick that came over to Seattle from the Russell Wilson trade. Charles Cross, big old dude. Big old dude. And, um, I mean, SEC offensive lineman. You get a, a SEC. I mean, they kill. They kill every year. As I mentioned this. Georgia had five picks in the first round. You got Alabama. Ah, <sighs> SEC, man. And Charles Cross, he's a man. Tenth pick, the Jets with their second of the first round. They take Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State wide receiver. I heard Dan Orlovsky this morning say he had Garrett Wilson rated as the number one player in this draft. He called him Devontae Adams-like. Okay, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. If he is anything like Devontae Adams, and the Jets should be celebrating. Because the Jets went and got a cornerback, a shutdown cornerback, and a mod gardener. And now they go get Chris Ola- or uh, Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State wide receiver, to go with their rookie quarterback from last year, Zach Wilson. Mekhi Becton should be fully healthy this, this season to help protect Zach Wilson. The Jets are all of a sudden not a laughing stock. 11th pick. New Orleans uh, traded up to 11, and again, here's where you trade up from 16 to 11. You trade with the Washington Commanders, and people think, oh, they're trading up to take a quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston is their quarterback. Their backup is a guy that uh, they don't even want to play quarterback. They want him to be a tight end and an H-back. So they're going to take a quarterback, right? Nope. They went Chris Olave, Ohio State wide receiver. So the Buckeyes go wide receiver 10 And number 11, 10 was Garrett Wilson to the Jets, 11, Chris Olave to uh, New Orleans. Then the Lions made the big move. They traded up from 32 to 12 to get Jamison Williams, the Alabama wide receiver. Three straight wide receivers go there. Then you get to 13. This This is where Philadelphia, this is one of the two things the Eagles did last night to move ahead of Dallas as the favorites in the NFC East. They took Jordan Davis, the nose guard, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call him, disruptor from Georgia. Jordan Davis is a humongous individual. He is large, and he is skilled. Had a great 40-yard dash. He pressures up the middle. Now, we talk about edge rushers all the time, edge guys, right, guys that can get around and cause havoc. Aiden Hutchinson in Michigan, Trayvon Walker, Georgia. What about the guy that can 
can give you pressure up the middle. Ask Tom Brady what's scarier to him, pressure from the outside or pressure up the middle. Because when these guys are coming from the outside, quarterback, a good quarterback, a smart quarterback, a veteran quarterback will step up into the pocket. And if there's not somebody from the defensive tackle position coming up the middle, he's he's fine. He knows these edge guys, if, if your tackles are doing their job, they're going to get pushed outside. Step up into the pocket. But Jordan Davis, and we saw it in the bowl game last year, Jordan Davis, when he steps up, when he comes up the middle, you got nowhere to step up to. You got nowhere to step up to. Plus, he's a great run stopper. I think it's a great pick. It's a great move by the Eagles to move up and to get Jordan Davis. It feels like the Ravens were going to take Jordan Davis at 14, and Philly found out about it and traded up to 13. Now, the, the Ravens get Kyle Hamilton, and I don't remember the Ravens ever having a bad draft. They get Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame uh, safety at fifth at uh, fourteen. I think it's a really good pick. The Ravens also, by the way, later in the first round took Tyler Linderbaum with the twenty fifth pick, a pick that they got uh, from Arizona. We're going to talk about that after the break. We'll talk about that after the break. The two big trades yesterday were uh, incredible. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment of the week. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show at 414-1450. All right, I talked about the two big trades. Philadelphia, now they draft Jordan Davis. They move up in the draft to 13th to get Jordan Davis, the big defensive tackle out of Georgia. I love the pick there. But they made the trade right before that. They get A.J. Brown from the Titans. A.J. Brown, a number one wide receiver here. He is 24 years old. He had one year remaining on his contract. The Titans weren't going to pay him the big money after next season. So they felt like they were sort of locked into having to trade him. They get the 18th pick. The Titans get the 18th pick in the draft after they make the trade. They pick a wide receiver, which you certainly expected them to do. They pick uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. But Philadelphia gets A.J. Brown, four-year deal, $100 million dollars. $57 $57 million of which is guaranteed. A.J. Brown made approximately $4 million in his first four seasons. Wow. He just uh, They just gave him a check for $57 million, did the Eagles. Here's a guaranteed $57 million. Uh, four years, $100 million. Now, A.J. Brown said afterward uh, in an interview that he wanted to stay with Tennessee. Tennessee was offering $16 million per year, four-year deal, with incentives that could get it up to $20 million a year. And A.J. Brown said, if they had just offered me $22 million a year, I would have taken it and stuck with the Titans. But they didn't. They didn't want to spend that money. You got Ryan Tannehill, if you're a Tennessee fan, and I am, 
He is in the last year of his contract. Uh, I'm sure he's not happy this morning. I'm sure he's uh, probably upset this morning. But I wonder to myself if the Titans are are just sort of rebuilding here. Because you're going to have Tannehill for one more year. Are the Titans looking for a new quarterback? Are the Titans looking for a replacement either in this draft, maybe next year's draft, maybe Baker Mayfield? Because you got Derrick Henry in the backfield, probably the one of the last of the great running backs. We didn't get a running back chosen in the first round, by the way. I don't know if we'll get one chosen in the second round. I don't know who the number one running back in college football coming out is. I have no idea. Because that position in the NFL feels irrelevant now. It feels irrelevant. You can put anybody back there. You don't have to put anybody back there. You can put a blocker back there. Because all we're going to do is throw the football in the NFL. We have to run it once in a while to keep the defense honest. But it doesn't matter who gets handed the football most places. Now, Derrick Henry is an exception to that rule. But you just traded your best wide receiver, who you wouldn't pay for. And the theory, I'm sure, is there are plenty of wide receivers in this draft. We'll pick a couple up. Maybe one of them will be great. Devontae Adams was a second-round pick. There's a lot of second, third-round wide receivers that are stars in the NFL right now. But if you're a Tennessee fan, and I am, you're not happy about this, this trade. Because A.J. Brown was a stud. Is a stud. Is a young stud. He's 24, as I mentioned. He'll be 29 at the end of this contract with uh, Philadelphia. But the Eagles won yesterday. They may have had the best draft, and they only had one pick. They got Jordan Davis, and they got A.J. Brown. The other big trade, Arizona gets uh, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown from the Ravens, to which Lamar Jackson immediately tweeted out WTF like he didn't know it was coming. He knew this was coming. Hollywood Brown had asked for a trade. And here's, here's the significance here, and I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, but this is a star-wide receiver saying, basically, I no longer want to play with a quarterback who looks to run first. That's basically what Hollywood Brown is saying here. I want to be a star-wide receiver on a team that is going to throw the ball first. And while Lamar Jackson is an MVP and a great talent, he wants to run the ball more than he wants to throw the ball. I think that's what Hollywood Brown was saying when he requested a trade. Now, I love Baltimore's pick, the 25, part of this trade. Tyler Lindebaum, the center from Iowa, and that's all he's ever been, that's all he's ever going to be is a center. He is a great center. Centers are like nose guards and offensive guards. They don't get a lot of love. He is going to be one of the best centers in the National Football League within a year or two, if not the best. He was great at Iowa. A Kentucky football fan might remember him from the bowl game this past year. He's a great player. And if you're Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson later, he didn't recant his statement, but he did say, look, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not upset about getting a great center. He shouldn't be. He should be ecstatic about getting a great center. 
but he is still upset about losing Hollywood Brown. Brown now reunites with his college quarterback at Oklahoma, Kyler Murray, who went on social media and was ecstatic about getting Marquise Hollywood Brown. It's his boy. Why wouldn't he be? They played together in college. They have a history. And Arizona, by the way, is doing what they can here to help appease Kyler Murray, who had been threatening a holdout, wanting to trade. If you're not going to pay me, then get rid of me. So a couple of unbelievable trades on day one of the draft. That's why this draft, which I thought was going to be boring, I thought Thursday night, eh, I was going to tune in. I was just going to watch the first few picks. Okay. Then it got crazy. I said it earlier, nine trades involving first-round picks, including two trades where Philadelphia gets a top wide receiver and becomes the favorites in the NFC East, and Arizona steals the best receiver away from the Brown from the uh, Ravens. This is crazy. It was crazy, but it was crazy fun. Tonight, I expect Baker Mayfield to be traded at some point. At some point, Baker Mayfield will be traded. Now, the most likely scenario, in my opinion, is Seattle. Because Seattle's got the eighth and ninth picks tonight in the second round. 40 and 41 overall. I don't know why you don't package both of those and you take Baker Mayfield. He's owed $36 million for one year. Half of which the Browns will probably agree to pay if you take Baker off their hands. They're, they don't want to release him. If they release him, then he can get picked up by anybody. They don't want that. They don't want to keep him because he's a distraction. Deshaun Watson is now the quarterback in Cleveland. They got to somehow get rid of Baker Mayfield. And if you're Seattle, I don't, you can't be married to Geno Smith, and I don't think you're married to Drew Locke, right? These guys are not top-level quarterbacks. And if you take Baker Mayfield to finish out this contract one year and you say, hey, go prove yourself, we'll sign you to the max extension. You, you got one year to prove yourself. Come in here, you got some good receivers. You got terrific receivers, actually. Right? Metcalf, Lockett, you got really good receivers in Seattle. Come on in here, prove yourself, prove your worth, win some games, show that you're a leader, show that, you know, back up what you're saying, and we'll move forward uh, together. But if you bust, then we'll move in a different way. And Cleveland's going to pick up half your salary, at least. It's a win-win for Seattle. Seattle's not expecting to win anything this year coming up. Not with Drew Locke or Geno Smith, the quarterback. They're not. And if you're, if you're the Seahawks, how long do you have left with Pete Carroll? He's 70 years old. If you're Pete Carroll, don't you want a quarterback in here? The other option, of course, is you got the 40th and 41st pick, there's going to be a couple of these quarterbacks available still, whether it's Ritter or Howell or Corral or Malik Willis. Somebody's going to be there, at least one of those guys. Maybe you just say, we're going to take the best quarterback we, we like here and we're going to get ready for our future with him. But if you don't love one of these quarterbacks, there is no downside to trading these picks for Baker Mayfield. All right, NBA last night. 
Philadelphia wallops Toronto 132-97. By the way, I was two for three. A little bit of a bounce back last night after being 0 for 5 the previous two nights. I apologize to Buck from Shively for winning a couple games last night. My bad. But uh, Philly beats Toronto 132-97. They'll take on uh, Miami now in round two of the uh, playoffs. Joel Embiid had 33-10 and 10 last night. Tyrese Maxey had 25. James Harden had 22 points and 15 assists. Um, you know, it got hairy after the first three wins for Philadelphia. But look, they, advan- they advanced. They were up one point at halftime and blew out Toronto in the second half. In the West, Phoenix finished off New Orleans 115-109. to They win that series four games to two. I, didn't, I took New Orleans. That was my loser. I didn't think Devin Booker was going to play. Devin Booker started, played last night, played 32 minutes. He had 13 points. He looked good. Uh, Chris Paul was the story last night. 33 points, five rebounds, eight assists. That's not the story. The story is he set an NBA playoff record, 14 of 14 from the field. He's old. I mean, he's ancient in NBA years. And he hit all 14 shots. The most Made field goals in a perfect game in the history of the NBA playoffs. Brandon Ingram, 21 for uh, the Pelicans. Herb Jones, C.J. McCollum had 16 apiece. If they keep that this unit together and add Zion Williamson, watch out for the New Orleans Pelicans in uh, the near, very near future because they're talented. They got a lot of talent. Uh Phoenix will now play Dallas in the second round. Dallas finished off Utah last night on the road, 98-96. I told you to take the Mavericks in a pick them last night. Uh, Luka, first series he's ever won. First postseason series in the in the career of Luka Doncic. He had 24 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Jalen Brunson added 24 points. That's a nice little one-two punch now. And the Luka injury, even though you never won an injury, we found out how good Jalen Brunson is. And now if those two guys can coexist, they can help each other, which they've done now in the last couple of games. That's uh, that's a nice little second guy. They still got Spencer Dinwiddie, who threw in 19 last night. Donovan Mitchell played. I give him a lot of credit. He had 23 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, had a quad issue. He was, You could tell he was in a little pain last night, but he gutted it out. Uh, in the loss. Utah, I know it's another disappointing year uh, for the Utah Jazz, but you know what are you going to do? When you live by the three, you die by the three. And in this series, they had one game where they were three for 30 from three-point land. They died from the three here. So uh, there we go. You got one game tonight, Memphis and Minnesota in Minnesota. Memphis has a 3-2 lead. None of these first-round series so far have gone seven games. I think that trend continues tonight. Memphis is a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. I'm going to take the Memphis Grizzlies to finish off the Timberwolves. Give the one-and-a-half here, and uh, they'll win this and move on to Golden State in round two. If they don't, we'll have a game seven uh, coming up uh, later this weekend. All right, don't forget Bats Baseball tonight, 6-15 first pitch, 5-45 pregame. Nick Kern will bring you all the action. The Bats are in Columbus Uh, All three games can be heard right here on the Big X this weekend. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you Monday. You've been listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage right here on the Big X.